Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the 5 Point Move podcast. I'm Tim Han, Senior Editor of 5pointmove.com. With me is my co-host, 1995 World Champion, 1996 Olympic Silver Medalist, Dennis Hall. And joining us once again is two-time Olympian and six-time World Team member, Spencer Mango. Uh, tonight, we're going to probably concentrate mostly on the Paris World Championship. So I'm going to throw it right to you, Spencer, just right out of the gate. What was, in your mind, the biggest, especially considering the litany of negative comments and finger-pointing and whatever else that went on following Paris, what, in your mind, was the biggest positive you took from the U.S. performance over there? Uh, biggest positive? You know, I, I, I know our guys have been working hard, you know, and it's like it took, it took me a long time to kind of finally find my stride in in Greco and you know I think for these guys you know they got some some great experience there and they're you know right right when you feel like you you kind of know what you need to do to win with the current rules you know the rules are going to be changing but you know our, our guys are are relatively young and they'll be able to you know adapt to whatever they come up with for for Greco but you know I, I just I know we got a, a team full of guys who are, are willing to put the work in and they're willing to learn and, you know, they're, they're excited to be out there. Hall, Spencer went with the positives. Um, n- not that I would say you specialize in the negatives. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, what would you say are the main areas for improvement? You know, I, th- I think the biggest thing is we got to attack more. We're not making enough attempts during the matches. We need real scoring attempts uh, every, you know, 30 seconds you know you got to have in a six minute match you got to have 12 scoring attempts in able in order to win the match you know one of those 12 are going to work so you know we got to pick up our scoring attempts and i think that will make a difference well certainly not to single out any uh any performance from you know any of the eight guys uh what were you? What would either one of you say was the most? Well, let's go. Let's start it with the positive game. Which which of the eight performances would you say were you were the most encouraged by? If I mean, you don't have to pick just one. I mean, it could be two or three of them, four of them. I don't care. You know, I think I think I think Manville. You know, being so young and going out there and laying everything on the line. You know, I, I think he went out there and, and did the best that he could do. So I, he, you know, he's, he's a bright spot for the future. We just got to get him around people that can help him out. Spencer. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, Manville, that was, that was definitely a positive. Um, you know, he, he is very young first time at the worlds. Um, you know, he, he definitely laid it all out there. He, he gave it the best he possibly could. And, you know, I know he'll he'll be back, and you know, following that performance, he's uh, I know he's 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 ready and willing to get back in the room and you know work on his mistakes. So, you know, I de- I know he definitely gave it his all, and and like you said, is he's very young, so he'll he'll definitely be back. Well, right. I mean, there's the the question about Penn State, right, looming. I believe that that will be happening fairly soon if he's not on campus already, for all I know. I have no idea. Uh, there was, there seems to be 
uh, an assumption he may be available for the U23 World Championships in early October, I, I, uh, World Team Trials in early October. I, I don't know if he would be. But we might wind up seeing him again a whole lot sooner than I think some of us probably thought. How- yeah, he's a... Uh- He's uh, he's definitely young enough for the U23. You know, it's just uh, I feel like he's at a at a crossroads. You know, he he's got folk style. You know, and he's at Penn State. You know, one of the you know greatest powerhouses of you know the last decade and and folk style. So you know, I it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for him. You know, he's got a you know a, a great chance to be to be really good at Greco but also you know he's at one of the best folk style colleges so it's uh it's wrestling is wrestling but you know when you when you specialize it it makes it a little bit easier to to excel and you know I think he's he's going to come to a point where he's he's um he might have to have to choose somewhere in the future are you talking about I mean you just used the word crossroads I I would almost think of it almost as a as a potential breaking point, you know, it's, I mean, I think we all expect that if he was to continue on in folk style, he'll wind up having, you know, you know, some sort of sparkling collegiate career, but it's, it's obviously very clear too that he has enormous potential as an international competitor. And you don't just say that because of the fact that he, went one and one in Paris or something like that. It's more of, it's, it's more how he did it. You know, mm-hmm. if, especially if you can compare how he looked in Tbilisi, you know, Tbilisi, he was overwhelmed, it seemed. And right. I, I don't know what happened in camp or maybe, you know, maybe you just mail in that performance. It doesn't mean anything. It was a test event, you know, whatever you want to say, but he was certainly different. You know, he was very different on Monday, wouldn't you say? Like, I mean, he was composed, he was confident, he was attacking. It it didn't, it it seemed like he was actually more in his element during the Worlds than he was at any other domestic event this year, save for, obviously, the World Team Trials. Right, you know, Manville's that type of guy, you put him on the mat, he, he wants to win, no matter what, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe it was just him believing that he, he's supposed to be there you know once you become number one it's like man you know uh, before you may have thought that you were you know good enough to compete but now you know you're the guy you don't you don't have a choice but to compete so you know you put him put him on under the spotlights at the world and you know he he definitely looked like he was supposed to be there and gave it his all and you know lost a, a close match and he he won his first one so you know, he's, I'm sure he's, he's hungry and, um, you know, just that belief in himself, maybe it pushed him, pushed him over the edge a little bit. Ellis Coleman, Ellis Coleman throughout the last, uh, whatever it's, it's August of the last five months. It's, it's, it's like he woke up. Uh, he even said so himself, uh, in an interview with us that it was like everything started coming together again. It was, he was starting to feel like how he used to feel when he won his two uh, junior bronzes. And even, I think, what did he have? He had Thor Masters where he went 4-0 and uh, 
uh, and then he had to bow out because of the shoulder. After that was what the trials, and then even even in Georgia, I mean in Georgia he he didn't he didn't medal in Georgia, but I he, still you don't go by the result, you go by the, you know what you see the performance wise. And I thought like just I thought he was keyed in, and he came out great. In his first match against the Brazilian, uh, I think it was like five step outs, something crazy like that, uh, on his way to eight nothing tech. And then he lost to Nemes from Serbia, uh, three to one. And obviously, that is the, I think that was the, if I could isolate one, I think Provisor for sure on Monday, uh, Ellis on Tuesday with the, Hands to the face, fleeing call, 20 seconds into the match. The turning point for the match happened before, you know, before the, both guys had beads of sweat on them. Uh, mm-hmm. That one was kind of rough to see, don't you think? I mean, I know it's I know it's not a wrong call necessarily, mm-hmm. but it, I've also seen I've also seen instances where, you know, like a, a warning is suitable, too. Right. Right. Am, right. No, that's not bias, is it? You know, I don't think so. You know, I I see Ellis, you know, almost every single day. I know how hard he works. I know what kind of wrestler he is, you know. And, you know, to see him be down like that and, you know, I mean, I obviously you know it. You've seen the statistics, how many guys won without scoring a point. So when, you, when you're down 2-0, it's – it's so hard, so hard to come back in a match with the current rules. You know, you can you can go as hard as you possibly can, and you know it, it's you're you're fighting an uphill battle. You know, it just it's not necessarily you know oh I have to get a takedown, but it's it's like man, this guy he can stay in the center, pummel, you know, get a good position here and there, and it's going to take me you know. 10 minutes of wrestling just to, in order to tie, tie the match with him on passivity calls. You know, it's the call like that is, is devastating. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's a joke though. Reality is, is the rules are a joke. You know, they got to change the rules where they quit giving away points for passivities, you know, and until they do that, you're going to have, you know, matches that are given away to the wrestlers, you know, and I, I think, you know, the biggest thing is I can't believe there ain't other countries that feel the same way. Who says there aren't? Maybe there are. Yeah, well, they need to get somebody that can make some decisions and get some good rules or they're going to kill the sport. Well, I mean, that kind of, in a way, illustrates exactly what people like yourself were saying when they took away Parterre in the first place in September or October, whenever that happened, you know, the, you got to have Parterre. It's part of the sport. Do you think that I, I, Spencer and I were talking about this before we started recording. I could, I could fix the rules in, in five minutes. You know, the the guys, they overthink things and they make it, you know, where somebody's always going to get screwed. And I'm, you know, it's such a joke. All you have to do is go three minutes. Okay. 
flip a coin at the end of three minutes, put it, put the guy that has, uh, that gets a coin flip, put him on top for 30 seconds. Then at the end of the second period, do the same thing, flip a coin for 30 seconds, put the, put the other guy down and, you know what? Somebody's going to score points, and it ain't going to be zero zero, and it ain't going to be a ref pick in the match. Well, what did and, I tell you? I, I thought about the rules. It's insane. <laughs> they are so stupid. <laughs> Dennis, so you know, I mean, the bottom line, these guys are insane. They're, I swear, they smoke crack or something before the rules meetings. Dennis, before we started this, it's I, not I that hard. <laughs> I told him my. I think how the how I would like the rules. Spencer, three minute Spencer period on didn't the nail this. Yes. Thirty thirty part terrible. Each guy gets a top each period. Three minutes on the feet. Thirty thirty. Exactly. Two four minute periods. That's what I said before the. Yeah. Nah. Perfect. Perfect. I I agree. Yeah. Uh, I I mean it's not that hard. I don't see why Fila can't figure this out. They need to fi- They need to figure it out, or the sport's going to keep getting worse. You know, you need to take the power out of referee's hands. You know, until that happens, you're going to have problems in our sport. Well, I think the most disconcerting uh, element to all of this is all we have to go on right now is a three-minute, four-minute interlude during a press conference in which the president of United World Wrestling describes Parterre's, uh, you know, imminent return as not like it was before. Um, there'll be two chances per match, but that doesn't mean both guys get a shot. Okay. It could just, yeah, it's ridiculous. okay. Give both guys a shot. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. You know what? Otherwise we're going to keep getting screwed in the U S we'll never get a chance on top. You know, and for the people that don't believe me, go over to the world championships and watch how many calls we get. You know what? In freestyle, we get the calls because USA Wrestling cares about it. And in Greco, we don't get the calls because nobody stands up for our guys. Provisor gets headbutted in his in his match. You know, ends up with three staples in his head. And you know what? We don't get a caution in two. Yeah, I got a problem with that. You know what? Watch out for our Greco guys. Help us out. Help us get what's fair. So you're, in other words... I'm passionate about the sport. I've lived it. I've bled. I've sweat. I've done everything for the sport. You know what? We need more guys that want Greco in the U.S. to be better. And not care about it. Well, what would you say would be the first step to fixing what is a pervasive systemic issue? In the U.S. or? No, the U.S. You know, no, the U.S. Greco in general. No, 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 no. Let's just, let's stay at home. The U.S. Bottom line, give us, give us a little bit bigger budget. So we can bring in foreign athletes to beat our asses every single day until we get tough. It's that simple. Okay. Problem is, is you go to the world championships and you never felt the position before. 
you know, because you haven't wrestled enough foreigners. Bring guys over, get us training with the top, some of the top athletes from around the world, and our guys will figure it out. We got fighters, we got guys that want to win. You know what the problem is? We ain't providing them with resources to win. And then we wonder why we we have the performance that, that we have. You know what? You know, I, I say it every single time a world championships or Olympic comes around. You know what? If you have a, uh area in a company that isn't performing, are you going to cut it or are you going to freaking invest in it? You know what? But we always keep doing the same thing for Greco. We need help and we need help now. You know what? We need guys that care about the sport or want the sport to do better. It's that simple. You know what? Nobody ever wants to talk about this topic, and I'm tired of not talking about it. You know what? I got a guy at my house tonight, Michael Hooker, you know, that, that moved up here and believed in me as a coach, and I got to try and get him a partner because nobody's going to help him get a partner. Well, it would seem that any kind of, you know, you know, if you if you want to isolate it as the national governing body, that's fine. I mean, I think it goes part and parcel with the USOC as well. But it seems like at least the perception. The USOC has their policy on how, how they give money out, and it's based on metal performance. I understand that. Okay, I get that. Okay, but. But you know what? You missed the lesson. We, you know what? We we need more sponsors. That that club sponsors. How many club sponsors do we have that help out Greco-Roman wrestling? You know, I, I right now we got NYAC, we got uh, Minnesota Storm, and Sunkist. Okay, Sunkist just brought their program back a year ago. Okay. We don't have anybody else to help these young athletes with financial obligations to bring partners over, and that's the tough part. You know what? We're going to keep scratching our head every single year until we start bringing people over to help us out or allowing our athletes to go over to a great training situation overseas for a three-, four-month period. We gotta make changes. If we don't, we're gonna be asking the same question next year and it's gonna suck and I, I'm gonna go crazy again next year. When do you think that this started to be, uh, the, the problem that it is now? Is it, would you say that this has been, you know, the way things are? Uh, the way things were since I mean, for, since the you know since the nineties. Nah, I mean it wasn't as bad in the nineties. Uh, we had more sponsors. Uh, Art Moratori was great with Sunkiss Kids. He'd help me bring partners over. John Bardis was a a big help. He he helped me out a ton in two thousand four uh, when I was getting ready to wrestle uh, and try and make the team in '04. But we need more guys like that. You know, our, our young guys have the skills to become the best in the world, but we don't have the resources right now. You know, and a lot of the young guys don't want to put money out of their pocket, and I know it sucks. I, You know, when I was young, I, I spent 
thousands of dollars. I put stuff on credit cards so I could get my training partners. And, you know, I, I think until our guys realize that it's up to them to get the job done and find partners and, and uh, you know, find the resources that are going to get get you to the top, we're going to continue to struggle. And, it, and, and that's just the reality because we ain't got enough guys in the United States that, that are tough enough to to bring the uh, competition where we can compete and win medals. I mean, I'm just being a realist. Spencer, would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I um, first time I really went overseas for an extended period of time was was 2013. I spent 31 days in Hungary before the World Championships, and you know, when I first got there, I got killed i couldn't score a point on anybody but you know what I, I i adapted and it wasn't that i wasn't good enough it just i don't see that that quality of partner every day you know it was like 10 different guys i could wrestle with that were all good you know we don't have that kind of depth in greco in the u.s and you know i, I spent 31 days there got a great camp and then ended up finishing fifth place in the world that year that was my best best performance you know up until that point and you know I, I definitely think it was it was because of the camp i was able to you know find those quality partners every day it wasn't a a, a practice i could take off where i'm like okay you know i'm gonna go with this guy because you know i know i can take him down i know i can turn him no every every partner that i picked at that camp was gonna give me you know the the fight of my life so you know it was either continue to get beat up or you know just step my game up and it wasn't that i didn't know how to wrestle to that level it's just that i wasn't you know in the practice of consistently having to do like you know do everything right to, to score or you know um, you know set everything up to be able to, to turn a guy you know it just going into a you know offense on top and thinking i'm just going to get a score with it without setting it up it, it wasn't happening so you know I, I had to adjust and you know i feel like it, it definitely prepared me for for the world championships that year but you know, it's something that that our guys here in the U.S. they don't they don't have most of them don't have the luxury of, you know, being in a room where you have, you know, six seven guys in your weight class that you know are that that caliber of wrestler. So, you know, it's um having having partners in the in the U.S. it it definitely I think would help just because I've been in that position where I've I've had partners like that, but um. You know, it, with the the financial situation that that most of our wrestlers are in, it's it's hard. Well, I would imagine that's where uh, that's why Hall is screaming for more resources, right? Correct. No, for sure. Yeah, it's you know, you know, freestyle. They have they have a ton of guys. The depth in the U.S. is is incredible. But you know, Greco, it's it's not like that. Greco isn't the the number one style of wrestling in America. And you know, until we either start sending our guys, you know, overseas more for longer periods of time, or bringing guys in, you know, I feel like it's gonna be gonna be hard to change that. I agree. I think you'll get a medal every once in a while, but until you change the system and, and you do things differently and you think outside the box and and you get guys that can, you know, challenge our top guys on a daily basis, we're going to be hoping to win a medal. And, 
And you know what? Hoping to win a medal gets old. Right. And you know, it's it's not that our guys aren't talented enough. We have plenty of talent here in the U.S. It's just that we do. You know, it's a it's a completely different style of wrestling when you go you know over to Europe and you're wrestling Greco with those guys, or go over to Asia and you're wrestling Greco with those guys. Well, we how we wrestle here in the U.S. is completely different, and you know it's it's hard to try to you know go over to a camp you know maybe a, a couple of weeks before the worlds and and then just figure it out all of a sudden and then perform well. You know, you it it takes time, and you know that's something that that most of our guys aren't getting. You know that it's those extended camps. You know, like I said, I, 31 days over there, and it you know the first you know week week and a half I was getting killed. And it took me until like, okay, second end of the second week, I started scoring a little bit. Third week, then I was kind of really starting to get a feel for it. And then, you know, about, you know, 20 something days into it, I kind of got a rhythm and I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I need to do to score. And it, it was a game changer for me. Game changer. I agree with you, Spencer. I, I know when I brought guys over, it was the same thing. First two weeks, man, you're just scratching your head and th- asking yourself, you know, what do I got to do? You know, and, and you know, third, right. fourth week you start scoring and, and you're able to beat those guys, you know, but it, it is right. that feel. Right. And it, you realize they're, they're you know, not that just good. Just they're wrestling Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, you would talk about more resources. What, what would be a plan B? If only because it doesn't really appear, and, I, and I'm not trying to come with a hot take here, okay? I, I'm not. I leave that to Hall. But it would at least appear that help isn't on the way. You know, there's not going to be there's not going to be some lottery or something the Greco program is going to receive. Um, what can be done at like you know what can be done here? to kind of with I mean, I'm talking just for a moment here my my question uh, is okay you want to go that way yeah i i'm going to i'm going to start out okay um you know one thing i i thought of is get our top top coaches throughout the country okay why can't we go out and fundraise specifically for Greco-Roman wrestling and for our athletes you know, and run it through USA Wrestling. And that's the thing I'm going to talk to Lillian about because, you know what, if that's what we got to do as a top-level coach, I want to help my team succeed or help USA succeed in Greco. I'm willing to talk to some donors and get guys on board with bring, helping us out because otherwise it's a waste of our time. We need the resources. You know, so I think that's one of the questions I'm going to ask Matt uh, hopefully next week. Is is can we do this? Can we have money earmarked specifically for Greco and go after the donors, go after guys, you know, get some of the guys that have been in the past have been Greco supporters and get them back on board and say this is what we need. Okay, well, on a, on a I mean, just to underline your point here, uh, maybe in the copy for this podcast, I can include a link for listeners to donate directly to the Greco program. I, I actually have that. Um, 
but I mean, I, I, I'm even just talking about like in a, in a little bit more, maybe, um, in a more abstract manner, like for instance, officiating domestically is a different style of officiating than, than, than is witnessed overseas. Is it not? Um, you know, I think that affects. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. The officiating doesn't matter. You're going to get hosed wherever Well, it's you not go. about getting hosed, you but, know? It, it, but mean, these guys, a lot of these domestic. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. You know, the, the, the biggest thing is you, is you got to train your mind for those situations because you know what's going to happen. Spencer, you can attest to this. You know what? When you go overseas, and you're a USA Greco-Roman wrestler, you are not going to get in a call. Yep. Got to be prepared for that. How do you prepare? Yeah. Wait a minute. I mean, Wait, what is the mental preparation common, here? Common what is the mental preparation? Like before the match, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to get any calls. I got to try to score more. I mean, is it that simple? I got I to gotta score points. I got to score points because I'm not going to get help. You know what? When you get that bad call and you get you get the first point given away by the referee, be, and you're talking the guy, you gotta say, okay, I'm just gonna continue. I'm gonna smash this guy. I'm gonna find a way to rip his head off and beat the hell out of him, and find a way to score a takedown. You know, and that's where you know we don't we don't invest enough in the sports psychology. You know, I think if we did more. More of that type of stuff it would help us out too as a Greco team. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I remember in your long form interview last year, you said you regretted nothing about your career, and then you you doubled back for a second and said, you know what? There's only one thing I do regret, and that is that I didn't. Um, you know, I mean, I could go and pull the exact quote, but it was some something along the lines of that you wished you learned to deal with, like, you know, your anger over getting screwed over better? Yeah. I mean, I, I worked on it, but, I, you know, once BZ Hendricks quit working with the Greco program, I was on my own again. And up till that point when, you know, he kind of stopped and got away from USA Wrestling because they, they didn't help him out, and, and you know, as much as they could have, you know. Um, you know, I was on my own and, and at that point I, I lost some of my focus and, and how to deal with the anger and, and the frustration of blown calls and, and, uh, blatant, blatant, uh, uh, bad calls, you know, and I, I think, you know, as a wrestler, you know, from the U.S., I mean, you, you're going to get bad calls at the world championships. It's like the foreigners think we don't know how how to wrestle Greco, the foreign officials, and, and, you know, it's it's almost like, you know, it's okay to screw a guy from the United States, and it's not okay. I I hate it when I see it. Did you see a lot of that going on last week in your mind? Yeah, oh, I mean... It, you know, when when you're giving away three points and we don't get many of them, yeah, I see it. No, but I mean, do you have anything concrete, specific, uh, aside from you know, provisor and the potential caution to against the Ukrainian? Should have been a caution in two. 
when you headbutt a guy and you split him open, it should be a caution in two. It's that simple. I mean, that's one instance. You know, uh, other instance, uh, right, yes, that's a good one. You know, it's like I said, with these, with the current rules, it's after giving up, you know, a caution and two, it's hard, hard to come back from that. But, you know, I mean, as a country, we just gotta, gotta know going into it, anything close. It's going against you. So, you know, take yeah, out of but the it, And that's where I, I'm frustrated. That's where I'm frustrated as a coach, you know, is why do we allow that to happen to our wrestlers with our national governing body? Why ain't we bitching and complaining and helping our, our, our Greco team? As, as a national governing body, I have issues when they don't stand up for our guys. I do. And and maybe I'm a psychopath. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I have a problem. If, if some of those things happen with our freestyle team, you guarantee there are going to be people up people's asses. But because it's crackle, it's okay. You know what? A lot of people ain't going to like what I have to say. I don't really give a shit. Because it's the truth. You know what? Until until USA Wrestling gets behind the Greco program and stands up for our athletes that are giving it their all and trying as hard as they can every single day, it's going to continue to be the same way. Every year, it's going to be okay that that we get hosed at the world championships, you know. And I, I'm sorry that I'm heated about this, but you know what? I wrestled for USA for 15 years internationally, and and you know what? I don't care what people think about me. I I, I just I, I'm frustrated with the way our Greco guys from the United States are treated because they are good athletes, they are good human beings that that want to win. We got to help them get there. Well, the help that they get already is at the most begrudged. Yeah. It's hard, man, because every one of these guys I, I have a relationship with, and you know what? They'll run through the walls for you. They'll do whatever you ask them to do for you. And you know what? I feel like we let them down every single year because we're not putting them in a, in a good path to perform and win medals as a country. Because they're, they're missing something in their training. And that's what sucks. That's what sucks as a former athlete for the United States Greco team. You know, is is feeling like you're short changing the guys that, that are coming on behind you. Okay, well, then you know what? Then let's kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, the new weight classes, which will go into effect, uh, I think they go into effect January. Uh, um, January. January 2018. Mm-hmm. Originally, this was supposed to 
sound more like a, in increments of five, 55, 60, 65, 70. Instead, it's, you know, it's changed somewhat. I think it's, uh, I don't have the list in front of me, but I believe it's in the neighborhood of 55, 60, 63, 67, 72, 77, 77, 80, right. And so, 82, 87, 97, 130. Right. Yes. Um, the way that these are, the way the the gaps in between the way they're separated, I actually think is is a, a bigger positive than I had originally imagined. Uh, am I alone on that with you, gentlemen? No, I, you know I like them. You know, it's a uh, kind of stacks. Anything's up. better than six weight classes. Yeah, you know, well, it's still going to be six for the Olympics. Opportunity. Right, but. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know yeah, guys I don't have a problem like with Max now, Ray, whatever. Yeah, I think it's great. Do you like the – I see, I think actually the best feature to it is the 63 and 67. I think that's that's kind of perfect. I think that's going to – especially in our country, I think that's going to create um, – a, a lot of awesome matchups. I think it's going to create a lot more uh, opportunities for depth. I think a, a, I don't think it's uh, hyperbole to say that you know such a wide percentage of our best athletes reside kind of in that neighborhood. I was uh, I was kind of relieved to see it. I mean, I think that the, there's potentially interesting ramifications going forward for a lot of our guys now, especially considering the weigh-in situation. Uh, for sure. I think that's going to create, uh, I, I wouldn't say chaos, but I think it's going to certainly change some people's lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. To say the least, you know, it's the way ins. Uh, you know, I think now the name of the game is going to be not cutting weight, you know, it's, um, uh, staying naturally, you know, a couple kilos away from your, your weight class and, you know, competing what you weigh at. Oh. I think you're still going to have guys cutting some weight. Guys that are just going to lean out. They're going to get meaner and nastier. You know, I, you know, don't they get a couple kilos the second day weigh in? Yeah, they do. There's a two kilo allowance. I think that's. So, I mean, wait, it's, isn't it a one? two kilo weigh in? Well, you easy. know what? I'll try to pull up the copy. Okay, yeah, it says a two-day competition uh, for 2018. A two-kilo allowance for the second day right. will be for one year, but then in 2019, it's no allowance. Yeah, you're down to scratch, right? Right. Wow, you're down to scratch? Yep. So why yep. the hell are they give? I mean, what are these guys thinking? <laughs> yeah, why know. would you even give away the give allowance away. in 2018? And then, yeah, and then 2019, no weight allowance. I think it should just be no weight allowance, exactly how it's going to be for 2020. And, exactly. Like, guys adapt yep. to that. Why would you change it the year later? I mean, that that's the problem with our organization. Why do you make rules like that? I don't get it. Uh, adjustment period? Adjustment period, you'll figure it out during the first day of competition if you're not if you're not close enough to to wait you shouldn't be resting there you you know 
I, I don't know. Oh, no, you do know. That's why you're here. You do know. Yeah. Exactly. I think they're crazy again. You know, why would you do that the year before? You give two kilos, and then the next year you give no kilos. I mean, that that's part of the problem. Keep it simple. Keep it the same consistently. The problem is, is the rules change every year, and that's the problem. Well, I mean, in this case, in the span of what, um, you know, you figured last August we still had, uh, you know, the the previous rule set go down. Uh, we had a change in the fall. Then in January, I mean, at least we, <laughs> in January, we got word that they were bringing Parterre back. And adding all these weight classes, and we we ran with it and reported it as soon as I mean basically I mean I'm the one who signed off on it. We we got it out there as fast as we could, and it took a lot longer than I had thought. Um, you know, in, in January I'm thinking, okay, well this might be something that's coming down the pike right right quick. You know, I was I was expecting it by the you know the European Championships or something at the time, and of course you know they wanted to wait until after the Worlds. Um, which actually, that's not even locked down. I mean, unless Spencer knows something, I don't. Uh, they haven't even announced when this would be employed. They didn't say January. You know, normally it's after the Worlds, right? So are we to expect this for the U23s? I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, on the on, on UWW, it says that um, uh, the two-day competition format was approved for the 2018 season. And will commence on January 1st, 2018. But then on the January 1st, 2019, the weight allowance is uh, no longer going to be available. Right. But it doesn't say anything about Parterre coming back. No, yeah, but yeah, no, no, nothing on Parterre. Um, how it's going to be implemented, you know, nothing. So. Right. So it's more questions for now. Yeah, it's. Hey, they're going to be parterre, but we don't know yet. Well, that was the other thing, Hall, that Spencer and I, as we were preparing for this program, uh, we discussed is that according to the uh, president's press conference here, is that parterre will be engaged from the side. Okay, so uh, the language... <laughs> I don't know what that was. What do you mean from the side? <laughs> I, I mean, do you get a lot? Yeah, that was. I don't. That's where Spencer went first. Is it a lot? It's gonna be interesting. I mean, why can't they just do a thirty-second go? It's not that hard. I I don't understand why these guys overthink stuff. You know, do they get paid by the hour to sit around and, and do nothing? It's not that hard, man. Put a guy down for 30 seconds and see if the other guy can turn him and then give the other guy a chance and keep it fair. You know, that way no referee can get paid. I, You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm 
tired of the officials being able to control the match. Yeah, they controlled a whole wide percentage of it in Paris. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Spencer, how many matches have you been screwed in? I mean, numbers are numbers are great, I'm sure. You've wrestled a long time. <laughs> it, it's, it's been a I mean, it's no different for me, no different for anybody that's been around. You know, the, the bottom line is get the power out of the officials' hands, and the only way you do that is by having a set of rules that make sense. Don't have ass clowns making the rules. Well, I mean, that was, I mean, not to keep fueling this fire here, but that was, an, that was another that was another component to our conversation is it's not what interests me. Isn't that parterre is coming back. What interests me is what will be the determining factor to decide who goes down in parterre. That hasn't even been brought up. You know, you know what? It's going to be the U S guy at the world championships. (laughs) So, you know what? We got the tougher in defense. Spencer, am I wrong? No, no, you're right. <laughs> exactly. So you know what? If we don't want to get screwed, USA Wrestling's got to fight for us and get it where it's uh, we we get a chance, they get a chance on top. It's not that hard, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's that's the fair you way. To if, if you leave it up to referee to pick. Who's passive? We're going to get screwed every single time. Do you agree with me, Spencer? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of calls going our way. And the way it's set up now, you know, it's, it's completely up to the ref. You know, it's, that's why I, before the, we even started this call, I said, I like back in the old rules, you know, back then it was a minute 30 30. I want longer on the feet. I said a three-minute period on the feet. Both guys get a chance on top. Yep. Ref, ref has you know minimal part to play in it. Impact. Let that decide. exactly. I mean, if me and you can figure this out, why the hell can't Fila? Well, I don't think it's that they can't. I think it's that they're either in no rush or they don't want to. Why wouldn't you want what's best for the sport? Well, best for the athlete. Find a true winner. Don't have it where people can get paid and make money, you know, as a referee and and control the outcome of, of an event. It, it 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 blows my mind that people can't figure that out. That that's what's going on. You know, nobody wants to talk about that. You know what? It's a reality. You know what? Get rid of the officials. Take them out of the match by doing what's right. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit from officials in the United States. I could care less. (laughs) You know? Keep it simple. Keep it where they have no control of over who's going to win the match. Let the athletes decide. Let the best athlete decide. 
I don't know why I even talk about this stuff anymore because it makes me go crazy. Well, no, I mean, it's because it's so simple. Look, you, you, you care. Okay. You care when so many others do not. Um, we just can't. I know the only thing I know, and I'm trying my best not to overcomplicate this myself. Is that we, parterre or no parterre, it's not even about that. It's as much to me as it's about, we can't keep having, I mean, even if you want to throw passivity into the mix, out of the mix, it doesn't even matter. We can't, we can't have these, this minutia, these, these criteria, these criteria decisions that, um, you know, almost, at, I mean, I would reckon somewhere in the neighborhood of 75% of the time are complete nonsense. You know, you, you can't, you can't keep, we can't keep going this way because nobody wants to see it. I mean, forget people getting screwed, which is one part of it. The viewership doesn't want to see it. Mm-hmm. I agree. What I want to tell you is as an athlete, when you know that a referee ain't going to decide a match. As an athlete, you're going to go that much harder. But when you think a referee might help you, you're not going to take as many chances. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Mr. Mango brought that up before. Talk about the underhook, Spencer. Yeah, I was saying, uh, you know, with with the current rules, if you know all you have to do is is get an underhook and look active, why should I try a move? If I know I'm going to get the call, I'm going to be winning with pass injuries anyway. Why should I? Why why should I try a move? You know, it's um. No, I agree. With the with the current rules, if you know you're getting the calls, all I'm going to do is get to a good position and I'm going to hold it, and I'm going to get these passivity calls, and it's no risk for me. Exactly. So I'm sick of hearing the language reward risk. You don't we the sport does not reward risk. It rewards the perception of activity. Right. Yeah. Okay. Spencer. Sir. <laughs> What is your plan uh, following this week? You said you might be going away. Is that right? Oh, no. It's a it's a definite. I'll be going to Fort Lee, Virginia for my advanced leadership course for the Army. For how long? For five weeks. Five weeks? Five weeks. Is this something you're looking forward to a great deal? Uh, yes. It's been a, a long time coming. You know, it's... um. It's kind of hard to to find time when you're when you're competing to go to a school for for five weeks. But uh, now that I'm I'm coaching, it's uh, kind of time to take care of take care of this and you know check this off the list and then uh, come back and and get promoted. Are you going to miss the U23 trials? Uh, I get back. Let's see. October fifth, I believe. Ooh. Ooh, I think it's what October sixth through the eighth. 
Yeah, I think I think it's right around there. So, yeah, it's not looking like I'm gonna gonna make it. Hall, you going out to Minnesota for that? Nah, I don't know. We'll see. See if I uh, have anybody that's wrestling in it. That's actually. If I do, I'll probably go up there. That might be, uh, like, just as far as, um, just as far as, like, maybe action goes, that might be the best trial of the year. It's definitely, I think, I think there'll be a lot of guys that are open. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be at the very least exciting, and I think the potential to field an awesome U.S. team is is right there, staring everybody in the face. I mean, look at look at who you could potentially have on this squad. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out and you know imagine a lineup. But even if you were to go down to who you might think are the you know the ones, twos, and threes at U23 here. I mean, there's several weight classes that are certainly three or four deep at, at, at uh, certain weights. Uh, I, I, me, myself, I think it's coming um, at a at a great time, especially considering uh, that we have the cadets coming up next week. And the cadets might be on the verge of, of a, a really good performance as well. And I, I don't, you know, we, unfortunately, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, Maybe there's uh, more more hope coming with the youth. Yeah, it's uh, I think yeah. we definitely have a, a great group of, of young guys who, you know, they they go out there, they're willing willing to take chances, and you know, once you get to the senior level, it's like I said, you get to a good position, you get your passivity call, and a lot of guys are looking to win that way, but. But these younger guys, they're looking to go out there and, and score points. And, you know, it's it's exciting to watch. And, you know, it's I do feel like it, it's still going to have to be some drastic rule changes in order to get the, the senior level to to kind of adapt that that style of wrestling. But, um, yeah, these, these young guys, they're they're exciting. Paul, are you going to pay attention to the cadet worlds? Why not? Yeah, for sure. You're gonna wake up early. I think it's important. You're gonna wake up early, yeah, or are you gonna watch the archives? Upcoming guys, <laughs> archives. <laughs> I don't wake up early, man. I'm I'm working on my house right now. I'm up till midnight. You're up till. Yeah, no, nah, I watch archives. Okay, I'm pretty pumped. I really am. I I I, I like uh. Yeah, you got two returning members, Malik Johnson and uh, obviously Colton Schultz, who, you know, gets talked about a whole ton. You know, you got Dylan Raggison, you got Lucas Bird, Will Lewin, um, Ashton Sharp. I, I don't know. I think it's a great team. I think I'm, – I'm, I shouldn't say I think. I feel very, very confident. Uh, I like the coaches. I like Stelt. I like Dominguez. I, I think they're – I think the cadets are going to – I think they're going to bring home some hardware. I totally do. And I don't even mean that in like a like an optimistic way so much as a. Well, the problem way. is, Tim. Problem is, is we're ahead of the game at the cadet level. Okay, we've got a lot more matches, a lot more competition. Um, 
it, it that's where we start to fall off is at the juniors and the seniors, you know, and and it's great to be ahead of the game at the cadet level, but we're just better at competing. You know, the foreigners don't compete as much as us. And, you know, hopefully we can win a few medals at the cadet, but you know what? We got, we got to continue to grow these guys and continue to help them get better along the way as they get older too. I don't mean to sound like a grumpy guy. Oh, I didn't take it as a parade raining on situation. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not a black cloud following me around. You're my ray of sunshine. <laughs> good. Okay, well I think that this is as good a place as any to wrap it up. Um neither of these gentlemen are prolific social media users, but if you would like, you can certainly follow Spencer Mango on Twitter at Mango Buck. M-A-N-G-O-B-U-C-K. There's no uh, trickery involved in that Twitter handle. And and Dennis Hall returned, uh, if for but a moment, to Twitter recently. Um, and he would love, love, love your, your follows, love your engagement, love you saying hello. His handle is at... Dennis Hall WGW and please follow Five Point Move. That is at five, the number five PT move. Thank you for listening to episode eight. We'll talk to you soon. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.